Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell, even though I know I'm fully rolled up, it's me in here. And we are delighted to have on the show the beautiful, the one and only Tamsin Althwaite. Woo! Hey, woo, woo! Tamsin, create your own applause in lockdown, don't you? Woo! You have to. We're back for another year of the Hot Mess Mums Club with Swan. We've got some exciting plans for 2021. We can't wait to share them with you. Head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20 for 20% off. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Peg with Jenny Powell. Oh, are you oh. craving an audience, Tam? It must be. No, just... I'm actually not. I'm, uh, oh. I'm actually, at the beginning, when I started, when we first went into lockdown, I started seeing people do lots of like pieces to camera. Yeah. Um, and some actors were doing monologues and things. Mm-hmm. And it started to scare me that that was the way forward. And now I was going to have to start like putting myself out there by doing monologues and things. And, and the cringe factor was so massive that I just hid and was like, no, please don't anyone ask me to do any acting monologues. Did you see the thing with David Tennant? And um, oh, yeah, I was in stitch. I mean, it just, they were brilliant, weren't they? I think, did they write it themselves as well? They're like yes. actors extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very funny. But I do understand lots of people were missing audiences, especially in theatre. So, you know, people started doing lots of singing online and stuff. Yeah. And I suppose if you're taking a bow every night at the end of a big performance mm-hmm. yeah. you're, and you're not getting that level of yeah. well, serotonin running through you, isn't it? When you, yeah, it's just, when you just good for the ego, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I am quite happy. I'm, I'm quite a home bird, so I'm not actually missing the applause at the moment. But you were, you were just about to launch yourself in that, that Chekhov, the, the seagull with the yes. plot, weren't you? Which I thought was, I mean, would you think, will that happen or what? I'm just well, intrigued because I, mean, I, I was so excited for you. Oh, I mean, when am I going to do Chekhov if it doesn't happen? I know. No, I mean, it was adapted by Anya Reese, so it was um, you know, modern day Chekhov, mm. but it was it was still very much check off and yeah. all of that cast so yeah we did do five performances yeah and we were having the press night on the thursday and then we all went into lockdown obviously but we are talking about i mean jamie lloyd and his company are, like all the creatives are talking about doing it next year hopefully and wanting everyone back so it's really now about availability because when we all get let out we're hoping there's going to be so much work that the industry is going to be flooding with it because you know we won't have actually made as much as normal people are going to be flooding back to theatres that's what we're all hoping Mm -hmm. and then will everyone be available Right, we're on standby, aren't we, Kelly? Oh, yeah. Bit, bit of check off. Never goes amiss. I got an A star at GCSE Drama. There you go. Thank She's you. there. Wait I did. Me. And I often think I should have done more with it, but I wanted to be a journalist, so I switched. But yeah, yeah. I used to love it. But I bet it has served you somewhere in uh, your journalistic career. 
Well, yeah. Well, I went into presenting on radio and I think that's when it came into its own. <laughs> Maybe then, you know. Even, that, even the element or, you know, the, the discipline of like the show must go on. If you've trained in any form of drama, there's yeah. a resilience, isn't there, that is like... Whatever happens. Whatever happens, you continue, you smile, you carry yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were talking, um, I mean, we've had a, we've all had a global drama, obviously, that we've all been through and still going through. Um, and... It was lovely. We were talking to uh, Tracy Ann and Julie, Graham and Denise um, about dumb breeding. For you, was that like a saving grace for those, those early months when you were yes, like, oh my definitely. gosh. It yeah. was two weeks into lockdown, I got a call from Julie. Yeah. She was in the middle of writing it anyway. And they were looking for an outlet and producers. And then the producers came along and were like, you know, we've got a, a slot on YouTube. We just put it out on YouTube weekly. So it was like the most theatrical thing you could do because you were recording it. Then it was going out and then Julie was writing it. And then we would record, rehearse, record out. So it was really instant. Yeah. And also I just think, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I learned more about the menopause filming a nine part comedy drama than I've ever heard in the, my entire life. Yeah, information. You get more educated from that. But through so much humour, like rather than making it like, oh, she's having a funny turn with the hot <laughs> blushes. And I think that lots of people think that women get to that age and then they get depressed or they turn a bit crazy or whatever it is, you know. Well, I don't think the menopause is explained to anyone properly, do you? No, not at all. And this perimenopause thing, which goes on for years and all the rest of it. But a friend of mine was saying yesterday, she's reading this book called The Shift, right? And oh, she yeah. said, there's such a, a negative sort of um, outlook on the book. Yeah. 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 And she was saying that if you read that, it's all really positive. It's like, listen, it's not that you're grumpy and that you're, you know, getting aggressive and you just know what you want all mm. of a sudden. And it's so positive because it's like people say stuff to me and go, no. Yes. No, uh, definitely not. And there's no maybes anymore. Yeah. And that's quite, you know, I have quite an epiphany about that because normally I'm just a bit like, I can't so undecided. I don't know. I don't know. I dither all the time. But there are so many positive things that come out of it, but we don't, we don't tend to, you know, talk about that. It's all the negativity. No. But I think yes. Dumbreeding was just perfect. Perfectly pitched. It was perfectly pitched. It wasn't sanitized, was it? So you no. had, you know, you had the swearing and you had, the grim stuff that comes with it. But at the same time, everyone's laughing about it or finding yeah. moments to laugh about it. Yeah. So yeah, it was lovely to do it with such great women as well. And I think it's great that, because I think women's behaviour is demonised a lot, not just with the menopause, but with periods, with having children. You know, we talk about, oh, once you've had a baby, you're a bit like this. And, you know, we do it about women all the time. And I think I've just started watching reruns of Sex in the City which I loved. And I'm still laughing out loud now at nearly 40 years old. Chris isn't, my husband's not so happy because he thinks I'm having a midlife crisis and I want to leave him. But it brings it to the forefront that yeah. that show broke so many taboos um, yeah. with women being sexually free and women swearing, women talking about vaginas, you know. And then there's not been anything really massively sort of so much since then and that time. So dumb breeding sort of did that, but obviously it was, it was different but still breaking those taboos and still bringing that humour and allowing women to talk about issues that affect us all, really. Yeah. You've had the big 5-0 while we've been uh, locked down as well, but... When <laughs> lockdown 2 started on November the 5th, my 50th. I believe it. I was like, no, not now. No. Yeah. 
And not just that. First off, we were meant to go to Mallorca to the body camp. Yeah. A big group of us. So I'd hired the place for the, for the weekend. Because you love that, don't you? You really like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. It's like such a reset place for me. Mm-hmm. And so we were doing that with loads of us. So annoying. Everyone was on a WhatsApp group talking about, you know, where we were going to stay the night before we got there. We're going to have a big slap up meal on my actual birthday, then go to the, the retreat because obviously, although the food's amazing, you know, your portion controls. So, yeah. And then on the way back, we were going to have lunch somewhere once we'd been in. And then, of course, all of this happened. And then as it was coming closer and closer, we cancelled. And then it was right, the rule of six. So I planned loads of little outdoor gatherings with six different people and it was literally (laughs) two this week three next week so all these brilliant places that have outdoor terraces with outdoor heaters Mm -hmm. i just booked i mean i booked them all up really seriously every restaurant that i knew that had a terrace i was like right i'm gonna ask those six people to come there and then those six people to come there no but it looked like you had a lovely time because i know how much family means to you yeah and also i had a lovely family called my fake 50th back in August when Mm -hmm. we were a bit worried but we had been let out of lockdown so I organized all my family in the Cotswolds so we I'd seen all my family Kate and I met and went to see Denise Van Outen's show at Proud yeah Yeah. basically I did a few little celebrations and then it was cut short Mm -hmm. to be fair I think my liver might have suffered yeah, have a bit of a detox before a real blowout next year in Mallorca, basically, before the boot camp bit. Your lovely Tom, who I've met, he is, I mean, Sir Kelly, Tom is, is he 20 years younger than you? Well, I was yeah. about to say, you two have got a lot in common, haven't you? Not only are you 50 and both look amazing for it, but you've well, both well, got younger men. There's a lot to be said for it, Kelly. I know, and I've got an old duffer. Mine's 52. I've done it the wrong way round. Is he? Yeah. I always liked older guys, but now I'm getting older myself. I'm starting to look the other way, but never mind. That's another story. (laughs) Don't tell him. (laughs) I'm joking. How old are yours, Jen? He's how much younger than you? Martin's 47. So he's not, he's five years younger than me. So yeah, it's not really, it's not as much. But um, having met you and Tom, and then you've got two girls like I have, and obviously Tom's not the dad same with martin um and their girls it's quite significant really isn't it because i you know that they have such it's it's hard work really i think when you come in well, as a younger stepdad and the girls it's not too lads you know come on you know we don't yeah. need to communicate that much let's just have a game of footy it's very different isn't it it takes a really um special human i think to watch you know the, the girls sometimes talk to me not very nicely but him have to bite his tongue yeah sometimes he'll back me up and say you can't speak to your you know and sometimes he wants to get more involved and sometimes the girls just would rather be with him and are like where's tom where's where's tom (laughs) and uh, i'm the only one in yeah and sometimes they just adore him and then sometimes they just absolutely roast him yeah yeah (laughs) every day's different It depends on, you know, we've got a house full of hormones at the moment with myself and my 12-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the hashtag here is pray for Tom. It's pretty incredible. And we, when we are, the four of us are on, like, on form and on point and Mm -hmm. none of us are in some kind of strange hormonal (laughs) headspace or over-emotional Nani, who's only eight, you know. Mm. Someone's on the edge a bit or in a bad mood, hasn't had enough sleep. When we are just as we are, it's a really lovely four. 
Yeah. Four of us have a wonderful time. Mm. And it's a really lovely family thing. And we can make each other laugh through dancing ridiculously or singing ridiculously. Yeah. Sometimes it, it breaks into, you know, harmony. Sometimes we're all doing a dance and sometimes we're all like actually kind of <laughs> wrestling and fighting. Yeah. It's the closest thing to organised, you know, chaos mm. and harmony all at the same time that I think I've ever felt. It's lovely. Yeah, it is. It's a different dynamic, but it does work. And also stepdad dancing is excusable. If it's your real dad dancing like that, difficult. But when it's your stepdad, you're kind of all right. <laughs> yes. That's what I've worked out, isn't it? You never I let think, your real dad get away with it. But I think that my girls like to, because it's three women in the house, it sometimes goes three girls against him. Absolutely. They love it when, mm. when they're like me and mum against Tom. Yeah, <laughs> got it here, got it here, it. and the dog. Oh, yeah. The dog's a girl as well, it's the same thing. I'm, yeah. I'll just have some testosterone in this house, please, just a little I bit, know. just some help. But because Tom's so in touch with his feminine side. He is, he's lovely. Yeah. But it's interesting, because when I saw you, you were discussing a, the baby thing. <laughs> well, do you remember, we were in the Cotswolds, and I was like, yeah. Going, yeah, yeah, what do you think? I mean, Tom wants, to, you know, Tom wants a baby, Jenny, what do you think? I'm like, not now, nah, put it no. to bed, it's fine, you've got two lovely daughters, Tom, you you it's fine, you've got it all there. It's already made. I remember I was trying to help you. I was looking at you thinking, I'm helping, am I helping? I'm putting more. No, I'm supposed I to be doing this. Pete's ever really has wanted one enough. Uh, yeah. And all his friends from home have, yeah. have them and they're quite young. Mm. And I think he sees the amount he of sees. Yeah. No. Well, well, Kelly's right in yeah. it. So my daughter's seven, and a bit like what you said, you know, when you said about the way the girls talk to you sometimes, I have that a lot. She's like a 13-year-old, and my son is nearly three, and he just doesn't sleep. And then we're at this point in our life where we're going, are we going for a third, because I'm 40 next year, or are we not? And this discussion, Jenny, I'll tell you, has been going on for about a year. <laughs> and my husband's just like, get out of it, let's just do it, stop talking about it. But I'm petrified because it is hard work, isn't it? I do sometimes get that thing of got two beautiful, healthy children. Why would mm. I risk it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And if, you know, when almost like count the blessings that you have, because uh, sometimes it's a bit like be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. You have, yeah. Yeah. So you, you met him at a yoga studio, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Hot yoga. He was actually working there, like ticking people in. Yeah. And that and, was it. Yeah, but we were. But that's how we met. I saw him a couple of times in a class, in a spin class, and then I saw him walking up the street, and we'd always wave and say, hi, how are you? And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Silly do. my DMs one day, like they used to do. And then we just, it was really, we were just having a lovely time, but neither of us wanted to be in a relationship because we were both single and we were both really happy being single. Mm. So we just kind of tried to take it really slowly, but it was difficult to be apart. You've got to at some point get over the hurdle of, oh, but... Yeah, you know, I'm too it. old for him or he's too young for me. Just have a lovely time together. And actually, age never really comes up unless I'm talking on a podcast or a journalist asks me. Yeah, otherwise. Yes, otherwise. Doesn't, yeah. We don't really talk about it. Our Hot Mess Mums, telling it like it is, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We'll be back with Tamsin shortly. She's so lovely. But let's have a quick chat about our friends at Swan. Now, for any new listeners, Swan is an amazing British homeware company whose products are all very Instagram friendly. They sell everything, including coffee machines, air fryers, vacuum cleaners. You really can give your whole house a makeover with Swan's products. One thing I think is perfect for this time of year is their slow cookers. Jenny, you've got one, haven't you? And you love it. 
Yeah, and I love it the way you went, slow cookers. <laughs> There's nothing better than sticking a nice warming meal in there at the start of a cold day and the whole family tucking into it that night. It's awesome. To check this and more, just head to swanbrand.co.uk and use the discount code HOTMESSMUMS20 for 20% off. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. Was independence an issue? I, I know Jenny talks about this a lot from her divorce and going to being everything to her daughters and then meeting Martin, but she's still fiercely yeah. independent with everything, which totally. you know, I think Martin probably sometimes, which you, you maybe weren't, yeah. but you are. So was that an issue for you as, as well, that you'd gone through a lot and you'd come out the other side and you, you didn't need anybody? <laughs> To be fair, I have always been independent from the minute I left home at 16. And it was a massive thing for me to stand on my own two feet. Mm. You know, never wanted to borrow money, never wanted anybody else to pay for me, not even for a meal. I mean, it's, it's almost to my disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Tam, you could have had it all. But I think a sugar daddy by now. We'd be on a yacht somewhere, eh? Never, just what you never- like? I don't think I ever met anyone that was very wealthy, that was very nice in my yeah. youth. So it always, I, I always had a thing for the penniless poet, you know. <laughs> oh, how romantic. Romantic, yeah, very romantic. Yeah. So, and yeah. maybe being artistic often means that you don't have, you know, financial stability, do you, if mm. you're a creative? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's just always been something that, I've always looked after myself. But I also think that because of that, sometimes the, the good nature of how you are mm. means that you can be um, taken advantage of. Yeah. So people kind of end up being passengers. Mm-hmm. And I suppose now I, I don't really carry any passengers. I, you know, everyone's driving their own thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> And I think you'll pass that on to your kids, don't you think, with the girls? Because I I look at mine, like Polly's 12, Connie's 19, but I can see that that independence that they've seen in their mum through divorce and I think as well as anything. And like mum's a freelance, you know, um, single mum in a career, you know, in a world that's very unstable. Blimey, you know, she's doing it and she's done it. Um, And also happy. She's doing it, but she's happy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's quite important. Mm. Also, you know, I do feel like we are allowed to celebrate our successes. We are allowed to say, and and being a single mum and bringing your kids up is a success in itself. Yes, gotcha. I think. As someone said to me yesterday, which was really interesting, uh, when I went to pick up my youngest from the school, we were chatting away about um, my eldest, and she said, you know, as a mother... It does work for dads too, but it's much more relevant for mums. You're only as happy as your unhappiest child. I really do believe that, and I spend an awful lot of time trying to keep them or make them happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's exhausting. Isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. It's so yeah, exhausting. We know they have to go to school. We know we have to feed them. We know they have to get from that to there. We know we have to drive them around, but trying to keep them happy. Like I spend a lot of time like in the supermarket being like, Oh, we've got dried mango. She's going to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Dried mango. It's the thing, you know. Yeah. I look. I can't get any yesterday. It's all sold out. It's you, Tammy. You're taking yeah. it off. Yeah, but it is. That <laughs> makes it. And it like was. That. I thought Pollyanna loves that. I'll get that. And wasn't there. I'll tell him that. I'll tell her why yeah. now. 
But yeah, I've bought it. You're so, so like, right. It's, 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 so, you, so I think that a lot of my responsibility, well, it's not even my responsibility because I love doing it, is like mm. surprising and delighting my children. Yeah. yeah, it's when I do the food shop, when um, I, this is no word of a lie, I pick my daughter up from school and before we go back out to do nursery pickup, she comes home and she wants a tour of the fridge and the cupboards to see what surprises I've got her from the supermarket. And, and so the pressure is on. I go to three fucking different shops when I do oh, the supermarket shop because she wants certain things. So <gasps> I, I do a bit of Aldi because it's family friendly and yes. good on the old budget. But then, of course, she likes certain branded things. So I'm, yes. a weight, I'm a weight rose girl. Off yeah. I go to weight rose and get them. And then yeah. there's certain sweet treats she loves that home bargains do that I can't get in Waitrose for a decent price. So I go off to home bargains. And literally she comes home and she's like, right, tour before we go and pick Heath up. What have you got? And she, and I'm like, oh my God. You've and set I, yourself up there, haven't you, Kelly? And then I sit there at night and I think, I got myself nothing. <laughs> literally, apart from the dinners and that, but I never sort of treat myself to... Because it is all about them, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. And so it, as a mum, that's what you do, isn't it? You, you yeah. spend your time trying to make them happy and then you do realise, mm. oh, I haven't eaten anything or, oh, I didn't get yeah. what I like. Yeah. And what's interesting, I don't know if you both agree with this, that Tom, Chris, Martin, they're way down on the list because of this. And I have said so many times to Martin, I'm really sorry, but you're at the bottom of my list. And sometimes I think, gosh, I just don't even, he doesn't even come to mind. And I'm so obsessed with making sure that, oh gosh, you know, like even with Connie being at uni, I'll I'll be sending her stuff on my, you know, I said, you can use all my Amazon, you can use my delivery. Oh my gosh, do you want me to send you some food? All the rest of it. And he'll come home that day and go, what's for dinner? I go, nothing. I've been too busy ordering Connie food to make sure she's got all her favorite stuff. And you're like, I've got it all wrong. Yeah, but that's also Jenny, because, you're holding it all up. The yes. Mm. So some, sometimes someone else has to support you while you hold it all up. Yeah. And I'm sure he understands that. Yeah, because he doesn't. He says, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, no, I'm so hungry. But no, I think he does realise that. Is Tom the same? Because I think you are, you know, and Chris, as a guy, uh, when you've got, I think with women who've been divorced and have been single mums all the rest of it, your focus is like, ridiculous because you get so I, I just got obsessed with just you know these two kids are now my full responsibility yeah and I, yeah. even if I've met somebody else like with Martin I can't let go of that feeling no. and I don't think I ever will and he always but says why don't you let good. me do that for them why can't I help why don't you include and I'm it's a bit of an issue really do you think personally that you um like the actual responsibility of mm. what you have on your shoulders do you think, do you ever sometimes go, I'm overwhelmed with it all. I can't, I can't cope. I'm too yeah. overwhelmed with everything that I have on my plate. Yeah. That's it. And so nobody I'll else has it that. like I have it. Yeah, I do. Quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I do. And I get resentful and I'm just wondering, but that's me doing it because there's no real reason to do it. I've just, I just bring that on myself quite a lot. Yeah. And I have quite a rant to say, you don't understand. I'm doing it all. Sometimes with the responsibility, you just want to go, Oh, do you know what? I'm just going to go out and walk. Yeah. I threaten all the time. I threaten, what would you do if I wasn't here? How would you you cope? How would this work? Because every morning it's, mum, I want my hair putting up. 
Mum, will you come and sit with me while I brush my teeth? Mum, innit? And talk to me. Mum, have you packed my lunch? And Chris is like floating around in the kitchen. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And I feel like, you know, it's the whole thing. And I actually said this morning, what are you going to do tomorrow? Because tomorrow I'm leaving early and I am leaving the house and I will have something nice on that hasn't got food on. And I will have my makeup done. So what are you going to do? Because I just feel like sometimes... I don't know whether it's a, a female-male thing. They're the spectator more than the p- participant. Yeah. But maybe that's because we just do it all. But I, do, I also believe that if you want something done, ask a busy woman. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Can yeah, I yeah. borrow that? That should be a T-shirt. <sighs> if you want, if you do, don't ask just a busy person and don't ask, certainly don't ask a man that hasn't got much to do. There's a silence. So this is on purpose, everyone. Because I want you all to really think about what she has just said. Yes. Somebody, somebody that's got loads to do, mates of mine that are so busy, I'd trust them with, like, organising my birthday party before someone that had nothing to do. Absolutely. Bang on, Tam. Bang because on. they're used to it. Their tools are, sh- are all kind of nice and nicely sharpened and they're ready. And they're set up, you know, they? They have to pick the phone up and multitask and make the dinner while they're on the phone and... Yeah, you know, doing it. Do it all. It's so, just sometimes unenjoyable, isn't it? Multitasking and sometimes makes you feel a bit poorly. That's the only downside to it. We get shit done, but sometimes I think I don't want to spin all those plates, but I've got to, and that's how yes. I've got to get through today. That's the only downside of it, isn't it? I guess we know we love it, and we wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah. just we need to ch- recharge our batteries sometimes, and somebody else needs to step in sometimes and just yeah. Take a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when I just go on strike. I just said, there's nothing for me. I'm going to bed. I know it's 5.30 in the early evening, uh, but sorry. And that's what I do. And it happens okay. like a couple of times a month and everyone's got used to it now. And they just like, oh, oh okay, she's off, off the radar today. And that's it. And then I'm recharged and I'm back in it, back in the game. But Really? That's sometimes you just need it. I mean, I sometimes have to go off to my bedroom and just have a couple of hours of a, a, a nana nap, you know. Did you? Yeah. Oh, now you're talking. They're Jen's favourite things. After the school run, if you've got if you've got nothing to do, try and get a quick hour best in before you take anything out. You've got a good band of merry women around you. I, yeah. I noticed with Kate Thornton and all the sort of Amanda Holden and Angela Griffin. You really have they really are real, genuine, proper friends. Because people say to me, "Oh yeah, but showbiz friends are not real friends." But you lot of you, you're no. sorted. You've got it. Yeah. we do have a lovely support network. Mm, I, I can tell yeah I yeah. really feel like if I ever needed anything if I was stuck or if I needed to phone someone at 4am and say help me I don't know what I'm doing with myself or mm. you know I'm having a nervous breakdown they'd be there so I think we've all been we've all had to be superheroes super women during all this uh, uh episode of 2020 I can't even call it what it is in that time it must be hard for you because you had the girls I mean obviously the dad's in California isn't he yeah so did things have to change up? Did you have to sort of rejiggle all the arrangements and kids? And... Well, there was nothing really to arrange because okay. there was nothing happening. We literally just tried to get food and we cooked a lot of food mm. and we ate a lot of food. And at the beginning of lockdown, you know, we were day drinking and then we put on loads of weight and then we looked in the mirror like, what were we doing? So then we started to sort ourselves out, you know. It's, it's very easy to lose your way in this industry. Like, mm. because if I don't have some form of schedule or something to do, of course at two in the afternoon, why don't we open a bottle of wine? Because we're not going anywhere. 
would be lovely mm. to have a lovely, all that lo lovely bottle of red. You know, you can make it as posh sounding as you like, but you're still day drinking. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> it was quite nice to come out of that. It was almost like a shock, the stopping all, everything, really busy to nothing. I think at, at the beginning of it, it felt like, how are we going to make this work? Then it was a novelty for a while. So, yeah, it, 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 the homeschooling, I realised I'm just a rubbish teacher. Don't we all were. We've, every, yeah. And every guest we've had on has said Nobody's, the same thing. Jenny yeah. Frost was brilliant. She literally told her kids' school to just piss off. She said, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just going to do the maths with them, and that's it. She, yeah. she said it was an absolute... And we found it hard, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We yeah. had arguments in this house. It was just... I was a lot of arguments, a lot of crying. FaceTime to the teacher saying, we can't keep up with the amount of work you're sending. Yeah. He Lots hates it. And bless the teachers. You know, they were also trying to feel their way through it. And what did we learn from it? Just really that it's all right to plant seeds and bake cakes and have family time and mm -hmm. to try and keep your mental health as bright and... Do you know what's interesting? 2020 has probably the most educational year in our lifetimes. I mean, you think those kids have missed so much school, but they, they've gained what so they've much probably absorbed over these yeah. last few months has been quite intense. I think so. I really do. I think the connections have been made that wouldn't necessarily have been there. Um, and that, you know, that goes for family and friends and just society in general. And, you know, just the way they've all looked. And, and the funny thing was, the minute they were allowed to go back to school, I've never seen a kid so happy to go to school. <laughs> really? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't my, know. My, mine weren't that happy, but once they were there, you really see, oh, they're back blossoming with their friends. Yeah. You see their personalities kind of open up. But I did worry because they weren't very, um, they didn't want to go out, sociable. Mm. Mm. They'd become quite um, insular. Yeah, and it does that to you, though I think, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, because you get used to it, and and it becomes a bit of a comfort blanket. A little like when you have Christmas, normal Christmas, and you have that time off, and you're all just in the house all the time, eating and drinking. Yeah, and, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom, January hits, and you've got to go out again. Um, I find that as a, like a stay-at-home mum that when like we've got an event tomorrow, and I'm just so stressed about it, and I couldn't even tell you why, but it's because I don't go out. <laughs> Apart from the school. So when you do, it's like a bloody big deal and it shouldn't be, should it? You know? No, it shouldn't. But it's, um, you know, how are we all going to socialise again? How are we all oh, going to... Oh, I know. It still looks very weird to me watching the TV, someone cuddles. Yes. Yeah. Apologising for being close to someone as well, you know, and the supermarket and nursery pickup and all of that. I find it like really weird when you're having to stand back and... But even yeah. like now, you know, the three of us should have had a lovely lunch together, big hugs, a real London. good around a desk. We've yeah. done that. Yeah. 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 We, we come we to London and time. do it. Yeah. yeah. We'll come down and we'll do it all over again. Because we're like, I do miss, don't you miss like lunches with um, yeah. Yeah. friends? Yeah. So we'll get there. Promise. Honestly, one way or another. Um, Yay. Make it happen. Um, but, on a last sort of note, you know, I know that you, um, you're akin with the old, uh, you know, with spiritualism and, and being a yogi. Uh, and I know I've got Kelly into it now, Tam. I've got Thank Kelly you. into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm doing about five sessions a week at the moment. Um, I'm online, obviously. I've got one studio session in before lockdown two. Yeah. And that was great. And now I'm, I'm online and I'm, yeah, 
I'm loving it. But no, what I was going to say, Sam, you look absolutely amazing for 50. And yes, the career you've had, um, I haven't, we haven't even bothered touching on all the things you've done. Because you know what? People know. It's really weird. You know when sometimes you have a guest on, you're like, well, we've got to make sure we mention this. I thought, well, everyone knows. So it's fine. But um, your, your secret, people say it to me, but what is, you know, for you, what, what's been your, your mantra? What's been your fitness regime? Oh, I don't even feel qualified, Jenny, to give advice on oh, that. Oh, you should. The thing is, is I don't do anything religiously enough to say, oh, this has been the thing. I think mm. genetics play a massive part. What I would suggest would be the, the reason I, because I don't necessarily, I still think I'm in my 20s, that's in my head, until I look in the mirror, you know, so you actually, I still think I'm a massive kid, and then I go, well, that's oh, it then. Yeah. Oh, it's so it might just be a lot of laughter and a lot of fun. Yeah. Spontaneity. And you've got a knowing about you, you know, and I think that comes later on anyway. Thank uh, you, Tamsin. You've been uh, lovely to talk thank to. Thank you. It's a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd love to be doing this. I mean, imagine this being your job. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> we'll do some more, but hopefully yes. in the flesh next time. Yeah, all right, sure. Yeah. Great. All right. Oh. all right, thank you. Nice to meet you. Take oh, care. Thank you so much. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Oh, she's so lovely. Thanks to Tamsin and also thanks to Swan for sponsoring this episode. Indeed, and if you fancy giving your home a bit of a refresh at the start of the year, then make sure you go and check out their gorgeous products. Just visit swanbrand.co.uk today.